This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. I have reconnected with so many people because of Facebook. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. Without social media, it would have been I would have been thinking to myself, hey, whatever happened to that Amy girl? When it gets to around three years of having a steady relationship or friendship, there most likely will be a friend for life. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everybody. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And you're listening to Hashtag, hashtag Life Goals. Goals. Today, hashtag reconnecting. Ooh, it's it's going to be a sentimental episode, isn't it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grow apart from people that we went to school with or yep. that we worked with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have that opportunity to reconnect. Yeah, no. Or sometimes we wonder if we should, especially with, say, exes. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't have that much in that expertise, unfortunately, with exes, but with friends, for sure. But we'll get into that later on down because it's kind of like a bumpy-ish road. I actually, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are many bumps in the road, but that's why we're having this discussion. Yeah. But uh, before we get into it, how are you doing, Amy? I You're busy. Oh my God, I'm so busy. You're so busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. Um, so the filming has picked up for me. I Yay. just booked a feature. Um, I actually booked it at midnight <laughs> and then was on set the next morning. <laughs> and so I had to rearrange my whole life, mm-hmm. all of the side hustles, all of my other commitments, including recording. Yeah, we're actually we had doing to shift a day. Yeah, we're doing a bunch of recordings back to back to back. So we it's, are. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting today. Yeah. So um, I appreciate everybody in my life for being super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really good for me. This That's gives good. me another you know batch of days to put towards my DGA mm-hmm. requirements. Um, yep. And it also pays my rent. Yes, that's so, always a plus. Um, yeah, so it was a great opportunity. It wasn't one I could, you know, pass up. But it does mean that uh, I'm a little punchy today because uh, <laughs> I've been filming, you know, 15-hour days for the last four days. Getting up at 4.30 in the morning to go into the middle of the desert. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm pretty much. And, like, barely making it home and walking the dogs before I crash my head on a pillow. So... Forgive me if I'm a little all over the place, but that's why, because I have been go, go, going, and mm-hmm. I go, go, go back to set tomorrow. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a cartoon be like, go, 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 like some sort of thing. And that's how I feel right now. Like, <laughs> Just like Roadrunner, Road, like, like I'm a mixture between a Pokemon and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I a am lovely combination. rolling. Speaking of which, okay. so someone I'm working on this film with. Uh-huh. They have two podcasts as well. Oh, okay. And one of their podcasts is all about video games. Ooh. Are we doing a shout out? Yeah, we're going to give it a shout out. It's called Imperial Scrolls of Honor. So Sega had its own like magazine similar to Nintendo Power that I don't remember it, but Mm -hmm. they read an issue of Nintendo Power or of the Sega magazine and they go through it and they talk about the different video games and how they change and they take a trip down memory lane Mm -hmm. and they play some of the games from it. 
Ooh. So, shout out to Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. There's Ooh. podcasts, uh, podcasters all around us. I love it because I'm yeah. like, I've got like a whole new community of connections. Yeah, I, I love how my knowledge is growing with uh, podcasters and then with friends that, you know, like Cameron, we had a while back. Correct. He has his own podcast. So it's yeah. just like, wait, what? They, I know more podcasters than I realized. And I think it's growing. It's crazy, right? Yeah. There's someone I'm trying to bring on for a future episode. It's a little hard with their schedule, but I want to bring them on because I would love to hear their thoughts regarding the topic. But that's I agree. to be determined. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so how have you been, Chelsea? I know I've been out of touch. So yeah. yeah. What's up in the world of Chelsea? How can I answer that question? <laughs> um, I think it's still like going in between some stuff. I actually have a couple meetings this upcoming week regarding with reconnecting with some old people in the business. I also have for sort of like a meetup interview regarding a potential project I could be on through actually Mandy. So it's proving to be, you know, kind of a worthwhile service as of right now, but we shall see regarding them. But again, hey, I got this current film job from Mandy. <laughs> I'm telling yes. you, that's my favorite of mm-hmm. the film job website. But yeah, no, um, but I'm also like updating my demo reel, updating my resume. And so I've been kind of, since I have some time-ish off, I've been working on rebuilding uh, my own portfolio. So that way I could be considered for future projects right. and regarding that. So it's like a more still of a transitional period of what's going on, but it's, it's going to all, it's going to be worthwhile in the end. So, you know, as we transition from May to June, so that's what's going on in my life as of right now. <laughs> well, let's jump in the research, shall we? Yes, we shall. So I will admit doing research for this was a tiny bit difficult because it was a lot of repetitive steps and information that basically said the same thing. So I tried to diversify it a little bit and simplify for a few things because I feel like this is not one that's really scientifically based because of how emotional and how as I said earlier, sentimental it is. So it's more of a conversation and kind of a discussion rather than be pinned down to an exact scientific factor state. So I'll try to cover what I can. So the first article I'm going to talk about is from Psychology Today. It is from 2014, but it discusses regarding, are you ready to reconnect with someone from your past? One of the things that they stated is, regarding wanting to reconnect with someone, though you've split from them. On one hand, the rupture of that split is just too much to overcome, but on the other, it was an important relationship to you. Being able to understand even painful memories through the ever-widening lens of how they have impacted your life as a whole is vital to helping you decide whether to try to repair or to continue to let go of that ruptured relationship. Right now, I'm thinking of, um, sorry to kind of go back on memory lane, but a, a movie that's a short film that Amy and I worked on a while ago. Yeah, it really does deal with this idea of reconnecting. Yeah, it was called Let Go. It was about a girl that was trying to reconnect with one of her old friends from high school. You can find it on social media at Let Go Short Film Official. <laughs> yes, and it's also on uh, it's also on my website, uh, my portfolio. So it's there at chelseawingo.com. So check it out. No, <laughs> Self promotion, you have to do that in this industry. But we anyways, do. it was it was honestly based on a real life story of someone I was very close to growing up in middle school and high school even. 
And even through college, we had a very close relationship, I felt. We did a lot of things together. We went to a lot of concerts. We went to events. We were always, she was always hanging out at my house. You know, she was great to have at the time. And around college and afterwards was kind of when we drifted apart. And then I won't get into details, but there was one night that we hung out and it ended badly. And she sort of switched and flipped and was calling me nasty names and was saying I remember you came back from that trip and you told me what what happened yeah no it was and I I was like you do not need this person in your life I'm mm -hmm. like they're not really your friend yeah I mean you can mourn the friendship that was lost Mm -hmm. but also realize that there was no future in it yeah yeah and then looking back on because I also shared um kind of what happened with other people and they had mentioned that some of the other things that she had mentioned or talked about why would she hold on to this if it was just, you know, this one simple event? Like right. Was there was something deeper going on with her. Mm-hmm. So you weren't getting the whole story of what was creating these emotions for her. No, I wasn't. So, so. you were just, you only knew about the catalyst event. Mm-hmm. You didn't know about everything that was going on behind. Exactly. And then, of course, my writer imagination had to turn it into a story and just kind of vomit it out into some sort of medium to push through, I guess. And and then that's how Let Go was made. All right, moving forward with the research. This section, they talked about keeping or letting go of the relationship. Of course, there are relationships better left behind. If you were treated badly and it took everything you had to find your way out, of course, it's best to keep that break final. But if it's more nuanced than that, at the core of the conflict, there were miscommunications or the kind of mistakes that people make during the course, you may find yourself less invested to maintain the disconnection. So yeah, um, there's definitely people in my life that I have lost touch with, but mm-hmm. I've always sort of wondered like what it'd be like if we reconnected or got back together and we didn't really have maybe a big fallout as this right. other Sometimes person. it's just as simple as growing apart or, you know, losing losing touch. Yeah, which... Especially when we all move on to college and then from there because that often means moving to a whole different location Mm -hmm. and then after college there's again one of those huge transitions yeah Um, there are several points in our life that are major transitions not just in what we're going through in life but transitions that all often mean a change in location and the combination of those factors are is one of the major ways that we end up losing touch with people that we had considered friends I remember something you told me a while back ago. I can't remember how long ago this was, but I think you said when it gets to around three years of having a steady relationship or friendship, there most likely will be a friend for life. Yeah. I think that's something that you said. Yeah. I think that's a kind of a good marker, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because you go through so much. If you look at a course of three years, that, you know, in a year, yes, people go through a lot of changes, a lot of things happen, mm-hmm. but you may not see as drastic up, downs, and in-betweens and changes. Three years is a pretty good graph mm-hmm. to, you know, and if they stick through all of that and you guys still find time for each other, you will likely be able to do that continuing on. It explains how we've been able to be friends for so long and now we're doing this podcast. That's right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Acknowledging the importance of a past relationship in your life and then consciously deciding to leave it in the past or work toward it, repairing it, is empowering. However, longing to reconnect and not doing anything about it can leave you feeling stuck, 
frustrated and unresolved. That experience can affect your current relationships and leave you feeling as if you have emotional jagged edges. Yes. That's something I identify with for sure. (laughs) No, uh, definitely. One of them, I spoke at like, I think on the first episode of um, hashtag life goals where one of my things that I wanted to do was to try and reconnect with people. Yes, and yes. That one was of, under like, I think, um, one of your goals for yourself. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I have done towards that is um, there is an old friend from Connecticut that I also consider her like a soul sister. Like no matter what time or place, we're able to just pick up where we left off. Like either, I don't know if we were lovers in a past life. I don't know if we were a fan. <laughs> I, I think about these things. Like right, I don't know right. what, but there's definitely this connection of some sort. And it was broken for a while. Then we finally got into kind of a schedule of FaceTiming each other and picking up where we left off because a lot has happened. And then we had like a gap where about a month or so we didn't talk. So I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And we oh, you're fin- like, I'm going to lose it again. I exactly. just got it back. I know. <laughs> so I f- we finally got to talk yesterday, which Aww. which was great. And definitely because I was a good thing because we rescheduled the podcast. <laughs> I think Saturdays used to be your guys's mm-hmm. Skype time, right? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. And then, um, and then also that day, I won't go into details, but I was going through some personal stuff. So I remember just kind of like bawling my eyes out and like crying a lot and she was there to be very helpful and supportive through that so (laughs) so it was really nice to be able to kind of patch that up but definitely feeling those emotional jagged and scars and yeah all right this next section was talking about attempting to patch things up even if the relationship proves irreparable the act of trying to repair it may still be a way of getting relief from feeling stuck or unresolved if the person rejects your efforts to re-engage, just having tried to make a repair when the experience felt so unresolved can aid your own process of letting go. Uh, again, going back to the said worst um, kind of friend breakup, there were definitely times that I tried to repair, but after a while it was just, okay, it's just the no point of return, shall we say. My ex-fiance is one of those. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last section was... In the end, so summarizing things up. Feeling better is not necessarily about successfully reuniting. It's about opening yourself up to letting go of the betrayal and shame you may have experienced as a result of the rupture. The act of reaching out itself, that is a reparative. You can't control how your attempt at reconciliation will be received, but the fact that you reach out can assuage the tension that is built within you and is important to the reparative process as whole. You feel better just for having reached out, even if yeah, nothing comes from it. Exactly. And I will agree with that. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly, too. There's um, obviously I'm not going to go into, but like said crushes or oh, said yeah, other yeah. people that, you know, kind of fell off or it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But like either the fact of either reaching out or kind of reconfirming your feelings and emotions and just kind of acknowledging what has happened and kind of like wishing the best. It doesn't feel great. At first, but just kind of moving forward, it, you know, it's, you can't always hold on to everything forever. Everyone's too angry at this day and age. They hold on to so much stuff. That's I'm, true. I'm someone that is one of them, unfortunately, and I need to learn to I let that go. I am but. absolutely not. As we discussed when <laughs> Chad was on the podcast, <laughs> when he was like finally ready to reconnect with me. Uh huh. And, you know, he's like, hey, I'm sorry for everything, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, he's like, I hope we can be friends. I'm like, Cool. Yeah. And he's like, that was way that easier was easy. than I expected. 
<laughs> you know, because that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. It's like the staples button. That was easy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into another one of my reconnections, and we're going to bring on our guest. Oh, okay. Let's do it. All right, Amy, do you want to introduce our guest for today? Yes. Uh, so today we have my friend Eric Shaw on the show. Hello. Uh, Eric and I reconnected a few years ago, and so I thought he would be a good guest for this episode. I guess we should start with some history, right? Yes, please. Give us the give us give us all the tea. Spill the tea. <laughs> Sorry, that's such a millennial thing to say, and What's I hate tea? myself for so spilling the tea for those that don't know, though I'm sure you do, is basically telling the drama, the truth, all the little bits and di- dirty so the pieces. Deets. The deets, exactly. The well, I guess I'll start. Um, okay. our moms worked at the same school for a little mm-hmm. while. And um I was in junior high. I think I was like twelve, maybe, when we met. You were about 15. Was it that much of a... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we have three years difference between us. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, his mom and my mom knew each other from the school they taught at. And um, I think somehow they started talking about theater. And Mm. they said, oh, both of our kids are into theater. We should introduce them. Mm, And so we started hanging out. Um, And we were friends all the way through um, when Eric graduated high school. And then we lost touch for a good decade or so <laughs> yeah. and was it because of moving from place to place or was there something deeper going on no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> i don't know what happened to be honest okay yeah i mean <laughs> i he, think we i think we just went in different places different directions you yeah because i mean he graduated from high school mm-hmm. um and then you moved down to los angeles right away didn't you no i was in stockton for about um till 2006 I didn't move to OC so, until 2006. Yeah, middle 2006. See, I <laughs> totally thought he graduated high school and he moved out of Stockton. Uh, he moved out of Stockton after I did. <laughs> so, uh, my bad. Learning uh, new things. This as is how it on. happened. <laughs> <laughs> the different perspectives and see the truth will finally come out. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so, the last time I had seen Eric was actually um, did I go to your graduation? I don't know. Did you? I did. <laughs> you know what? I did go to your graduation. <laughs> okay. I did go to your graduation because I remember who I was sitting with. Um, yeah. It was not one of your... Well, I was sitting with Josh. Oh. Okay. From the group that we went to prom with. Josh. <laughs> he was also in ROTC with Scott, the guy I was dating. Okay. We went to different high schools. Okay. But Eric mm-hmm. went to the same high school as the guy I dated freshman year. Oh, okay. Okay. And, um, you know, Scott could not go to his senior prom. Because he had missed too many days of school. Oh, boy. Eric calls me, and <laughs> his date could not go to their prom for the same reason. Oh. And so he's like, hey, will you go with me? And I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> so um, I was at my boyfriend's prom without my boyfriend. And I actually ran <laughs> into his older stepbrother oh, okay. at that prom. Interesting. And I'm like, what? And we were both asking each other, we're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, where's Scott? I'm like, not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the joys of going down through memory lane. Right. And so I uh, started so with Eric and all of his friends. And then a couple weeks later, he graduated high school. And mm-hmm. then I apparently was a bad friend and just assumed he moved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's understandable to an extent because that was college that was and also you were someone that high moved school. around high, high school sorry well going from high school to college yes. yes and then also for amy you moved around a lot as a kid 
Yeah, I did. You moved from like place to place to place like every like five years, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And even if I didn't move uh, from city or state to a different city or state, I, I even within those moves, I would be moving around the city or to mm-hmm. a new apartment yeah, yeah. or to a new house. Um, yeah, we moved a lot. My dad definitely kept the move every couple of years thing that he you know was used to in the military mm-hmm. even after he got out <laughs> all right so skip forward when was the moment that it was either eric or you amy to decide to attempt to try and reconnect and who made the first move well i don't think it was one big moment like one hollywood moment where it's like we gotta reconnect <laughs> not it like was, in the movies but i will tell you it was all thanks to facebook yeah so. Facebook has definitely helped me reconnect with <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Eric found me on Facebook mm-hmm. and we added each other. And then when I moved down to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. he realized all of a sudden that it said I was in L.A. now. Yeah. And he's like, you're in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Well, I'm in Anaheim, which is close, yeah. enough. close enough. He's <laughs> like, we should hang out. <laughs> and so uh, we went and saw Miss Saigon for the 25th anniversary. Yeah, it w- they were doing this uh, one-day event. Where the Fathom were- events at the movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was a movie theater event. And um, we're both musical nerds. And um, Can I join the club? I'm yeah. a musical nerd myself. Right. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chelsea, you can't sit with us. Oh, hey, come on. I have a good knowledge of musicals. I should have enough to qualify for the musical nerd I'll, club. I'll quiz you later. Okay, sounds great. I'm ready. Um, so anyways, so and I, and I was like, it was perfect. You know, I was like, oh, I have someone to go with. And she knows this musical. And, you know, this is this is the time and place. So... Um, we, we got together, we watched it. It was pretty good. Oh yeah. We went out for, um, food and drinks beforehand. Yeah. Got yep. a little, we had, I think I drank too much of that. Uh, you'd been there for like three hours and I yes. got there. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. right. And you'd I, had I didn't like know, four margaritas. It was those blended in the machine things and I didn't know, know how hard it would hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of sounds so like was, the start of a bad day to like yeah, wait for was, someone for three yeah, hours. But it was and great then for me because, you know. <laughs> I am a recovering alcoholic now, yeah. but I wasn't yet at the time. So it's oh, great okay. to show up and go, I'm not going to be the drunk mess today. <laughs> okay, yeah. They're already way past me. Cool. So I have to, okay, yeah. No. So it was like, I could relax and not worry I was going to embarrass myself by drinking too much. First time uh, seeing her in over a decade, and I was sloshed. I more than made up for it. everybody. I'm more than made up for it that Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. keep, we'll, keep that, we'll keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. That that same Thanksgiving, that same year Thanksgiving, she invited me and my uh, girlfriend over, and we hung out. Yeah, and, and nice I time. drank lots of expensive whiskey. Well, you uh, kept it together pretty well. We didn't notice. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you how good I was at my job of being an alcoholic. Yes. Well, it's a good thing that you're recovering and that you've been sober, and it's great. Yeah, and but it's no, fantastic. Yeah, it's really good to hear that you're recovering. You yeah, know, and all that. Yeah, stuff. Um, I definitely felt better. Um, uh, last week, I actually just went to his uh, to Eric's daughter's first birthday party. Aww, and it was, you know, I've seen him and his girlfriend, you know, since I got sober, but I felt like this was the first time I got to spend a real stretch of time with them. And um, it was really nice to know that I wasn't the same person that they had spent time with before. 
Yeah. No, that was actually going to lead into my next question of between when you were friends when you were younger and when you were friends now, what are the biggest differences that you've noticed in terms of what, how you've changed, how they've changed, and thought your thoughts and feelings on that? Well, I will say <laughs> that the second time he and I hung out after we reconnected, we were also at a bar. I think he had been doing um, a job up in the area. And so we met up when I got off of work for a few drinks. And I started telling all sorts of stories of things that had happened to me since he mm -hmm. had, since he and I had been hanging out when we were in high school. And he was getting this whole new viewpoint of me. And like, I'm putting hardcore metal on the jukebox. I'm talking yeah. about my crazy raver days. And he's just like, whoa. That wasn't you in <laughs> high school? Uh, yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is he only knew me up through my freshman year of high school. And he's like... I did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny to me was what, yeah, so, so a lot of things I've seen about you changed. What hasn't changed is I remember back in high school um, and in your um, junior high days, you would network. You were yeah. always networking. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're always, it was like one of those Disney Channel um, sitcoms where you're always trying to be the cool kid <laughs> and different schemes. <laughs> I love that that has been consistent throughout Amy's life because I could not imagine well, it any other way. <laughs> like when we went um, to prom with, it was like a group of like. You were networking you, at prom? Well, sort of. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when we went to prom, his group was like, I think four or five couples. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the people in that group, I already knew. <laughs> And he was just like, wait, you two know each other? Like, It's a long story. Well, and I knew him <laughs> because I had met him at Military Ball because he, so Military Ball is like a winter formal for people in ROTC. No, I, I figured that's what it was. I just never right. knew that you went to Military Ball before. Yes, so. I did. Because the guy I was dating that year, he and I weren't dating at that point yet. We were just friends. But I went to Military Ball with him. Okay. And this was someone who was in ROTC with him. Interesting. Okay, okay. And so, you know, Eric brings me and I should be this kind of fish out of water because mm -hmm. I don't know any of his friends. And then I know this one. And then, you know, and he and I are talking about random stuff. And the next thing I know, I'm making his girlfriend jealous and I'm not meaning to. And there's all this drama. And so then uh, we get to the prom and I totally like disappeared for a while because I knew a ton of people that went to that school. And I was like <laughs> bouncing around every group. And then um, Eric every once in a while, he's like, where did Amy go? <laughs> you were just going your own path. You were someone that everybody knew and everybody wanted in one way or another. <laughs> well, that's okay. what I wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm giving, I'm I don't giving know that that's... benefit of the doubt to you. <laughs> I don't think that was true, but that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's hilarious that you were still, you were networking even at that age because that's something you still do now. I think that's something that's, quite unique that there could be a lot of things that change with someone that you haven't talked to in a very long time, but core personality traits that either appeal to you or you find very intriguing or kind of like, wait, what is this? Those don't really change. The good ones. I'll say the good ones because there's definitely the, 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 the bad ones here and there. That it just, oh, of course. Ugh. Of course. And, you know, we once we become self-aware of that, we can make adjustments to them. But if you never become self-aware of your faults mm -hmm. uh, or own them, yeah. <laughs> they're always just kind of there. Yeah. All right. So, Amy, what about 
Eric, what were some things that had changed from when you knew each other from high school that might have been a little surprising? I mean, a lot of things about Eric have stayed the same. Okay. Um, I will say that he is less hyper. (laughs) He was very energetic as a teenager. (laughs) He was always fun to be around. He could talk about anything. Even if he didn't know about it, he was happy to talk about it. Um, he actually DJ'd my eighth grade birthday party. Oh, a DJ. Yes, yes. So uh, he I wa- put CDs in a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> but he was our official DJ. Okay. And so he also was witness to uh, the first time I played Seven Minutes in Heaven. Um, <laughs> not that much of a witness. No, no. He was not the person. We did actually put one of the girls. So we had three, we had six people agree to play Seven Minutes in Heaven. They got paid up and we all got put in my bedroom instead of a closet because we just did it all at one time and then one girl got put on the top bunk to watch and make sure we did it what that's eighth grade i mean at everybody else's birthday party that year we kept trying to play spin the bottle and Mm -hmm. when we'd play it everybody would kind of chicken out and they would start with like hugs and then eventually we'd move to a kiss on the cheek and nobody ever actually got to the kissing part (laughs) so the cool kids the cool the cool boys came to my party, but the cool girls didn't. Oh. And they had to hear about it on Monday about how they played seven minutes in heaven at Amy's birthday party. <laughs> so oh that was goodness. definitely a nice fuck you moment to the cool girls. Uh, I wish I had. Guess you should have come to my party, bitches. <laughs> I wish I had such a kind of cool story. I was out the bit. whole time putting CDs in a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> he was just not engaging whatsoever. Oh, God. Um, uh, but I think maybe the biggest changes. For me, have been just um, seeing how Eric's um, goals and like aspirations have been slowly changing and um, developing. Um, Mm. So he was always a theater kid. uh, But then when I met him, he was trying to get into film and like he had been working at Disney for a while. And there was just this whole part of his life that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Um, And now he's changed even more because now he's a dad. Um, Yeah. So I've watched him grow and mature. Um, but I think the biggest thing is he's not as hyper anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everybody and most people. I can't but, imagine keep that hyperness into your 30s. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hi. <laughs> I, can, I, I still tend to get very hyper sometimes, especially the things that I'm passionate about. But okay. I definitely was a hyper person as a kid, jumping all over the place because... Um, as mentioned before, I have a learning disability, so that kind of like put me like in a weird rut where people knew me, uh, for other reasons and things like that. But then also I wasn't like the cool person, but I just was, especially high school, I was like jumping all over the place. I always had my music in my ears, just kind of like dancing around, doing my own. She'd beat to her own drum. She's like, fine, you guys don't want to come on this journey with me? (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) So I think we might've hung it. We might've got along very well. (laughs) Ooh. I have a question. Um, You said that social media was how you guys reconnected. If you didn't have said Facebook, do you guys think you would have reconnected regardless? And how important do you think social media is in regarding to reconnecting or reaching out and maintaining relationships with other people? 
Okay, Barbara Walters. <laughs> I have to provide some variety in how I present things. I'm not just one hyperactive kid all the time, you know. Uh, for me, social media is really important and has been so helpful in me reconnecting. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I moved from Massachusetts back to California in 2008, um, I was big on MySpace and my employees at the Limited were like, no, you need to get on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't want to. And they're like, you need to get on Facebook because we're not on MySpace and we want to stay in touch. So the whole reason I even downloaded Facebook was to stay in touch with those younger employees of mine because that was the new hip thing. Mm -hmm. And I have reconnected with so many people because of Facebook. Before I reconnected with Eric, my previous crazy reconnecting story was with a good friend from high school, Greg. He and I had lost touch when I had gone off to college and so right after I moved back to California in 2008, Greg and I found each other on Facebook and he sends me a Facebook message and he's like, oh my God, Amy, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, the last thing I heard is you moved to Mexico to marry a woman. <laughs> Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> well, how did that rumor start? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But if we hadn't reconnected in Facebook, we would not have had all the adventures then that he and I have had since. Mm -hmm. um, and he and I have had lots of adventures together since then. Um, I've introduced him to my whole friend group that lived in the East Bay out in California. Um, he ended up moving to San Francisco when I was living in San Francisco. So we crossed over there for a while. I've, gone with other friends of mine to go see him in New Orleans where he has a house now. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had Facebook. Mm -hmm. Eric, uh, same question to you. Um, yeah, I think the, um, the flesh would have been willing, but the spirit would have been weak. It, you know, that mm -hmm. whole saying, cause like it would have been, it would have been it, without social media. It would have been, I would have been thinking to myself, Hey, whatever happened to that Amy girl? You know, it'd be nice to hang out again or something, do something. But, you know, to, to find, you know, any connection that I would have to her, uh, I you know, wouldn't know how to connect to her mom or anything or anybody. It would, yeah, it would have been harder. Yeah, you know? it would have been way harder. You know, I always wonder how people, especially before social media, ever got like, you know, 50th anniversary, like high school reunions and stuff like that together. I'm always impressed. Like, wow, about talking about reconnecting. Right. And, um you know, so it is. It's just it was. It was certainly um, an easier way to to connect. It was just like a send a message. Whoop, there it is. Hey, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. I I agree. It would have been the same thing. I might have just always when you know whatever happened to Eric. Because I don't know if you realize this, Eric. There's still a picture of you up in my house. There's that group photo we took at my eighth grade birthday party in a frame <laughs> in my house it's been in the same frame since that picture was taken hmm. <laughs> that's and, adorable you know and it's like i do look at all the old pi i have tons of pictures around my house and i look at them all the time and i sometimes wonder oh i should get in touch with that person again or oh i wonder what happened to them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i have like a mental list of people i want to try to find on social media and reconnect with <laughs> <laughs> no i i have that list too i i will say that i agree that social that especially today's day and age we have been prioritizing convenience and trying to make things a little bit easier to like 
do things or to this case, reach out to people. So I will say that's a plus, but for social media, I think the fine line, which is a little off topic is validation over connection. Correct. Correct. You know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how many friends you have or followers you have on social media Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. I mean, yes, it matters if you're using that as uh, work-related yeah. promotion, mm-hmm. but for friends, that doesn't that doesn't mean they're actually your friends. You have to actually reach out to them, connect to them. Um, so that's why it feels good when someone actually comments on your post or messages you because it means that they are actually mm-hmm. interested in where you are in your life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is interesting is also when you know without social media, sometimes we do end up crossing paths. Yeah. So a couple of years ago. A couple moved into my building and one night we were, you know, a whole bunch of us in the building were out sitting on, you know, on the patio, having a couple of drinks and talking. And I was telling a story about something that happened when I was at the European Scholar Athlete Games in Limerick, Ireland. Mm -hmm. And the girl across the table from me was like, I was there too. And I'm like, oh, my God. And we started talking about it. And then over the next week, we're both like freaking out looking for our photo albums of it. We found we didn't just go to the same event together for a week. We hung out, apparently. (laughs) We (laughs) have pictures with each other. I knew this is where this story was going. Because, I mean, she the story I was telling was about me. singing a song I had written for the games on the last night. Yeah. And so I was performing with the band. So her remembering that wasn't that weird, even if we hadn't really hung out during the, during the whole week, because, you know, I was on stage, you know, and she saw it. But then when we found the pictures, we're like, whoa, (sighs) but we both look so radically different. Cause when I was at the European scholar athlete games, my hair was short, spiked and black. (laughs) Her hair (laughs) was blonde and curly. And she now has brunette hair that's oh. straight. Wow. And so that's why we had no idea that we ran into it. Because you just look so different. Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> and here we are in Los Angeles living in the same building. That's funny. <laughs> that is quite fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Has there been anybody else that you've been reconnecting with via social media? Funny you bring that up. I was just thinking I wanted to give a shout out to... Uh, Poor long lost uh, MySpace. Because <laughs> I actually did a lot of reconnecting with MySpace of uh, people from high school right out of high school. That's that's how old we are. Yeah. We MySpace that. was cool. MySpace was cool. I've never got on the MySpace bandwagon. I just never did. My friends did, it's but I never did. The difference that a few years makes. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it, it also, it, yeah, I, I guess it was a generational thing at the end. Um, Facebook seems to be going full steam ahead, though. It seems to be going beyond a, uh, a trend or a generational yeah. thing. I, I do have to say, though, that kids these days are not interested in being on Facebook like oh, the high yeah. schoolers mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I think that changes once they get past college because it has been really the place to reconnect. Yeah. It's also a great place to be friends with your family and keep in touch with your family. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're setting up a family reunion via Facebook right now. Mm. Interesting. And, yeah. You know, and all of us cousins can talk on the same chat feed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even think I have most of their cell phone numbers, so we couldn't even just do a group text. Mm-hmm. But through Facebook, we're all on the same chat. Yeah. And then I think also the other thing, again, going back to 
I guess it's just my mind's on work right now, but also Facebook is used to maybe for some work connections or like promoting your own stuff as well. Yeah, I try to keep my Facebook more private. For me, Facebook is my way to reconnect with my friends. I don't want to have to censor myself on Facebook. Um, I think it is a shame that your social media can be used by, you know, a job or potential job to, Mm -hmm. um, to decide whether or not you're right for their company. Because people, in my opinion, on social media, people should feel free to be themselves. Yeah. Um, Because Mm -hmm. the whole point of social media was to connect with other people. Yeah. Um, Now, that doesn't mean you should be going out there and making outlandish claims on Twitter. (coughs) Trump. Uh, (laughs) And and other people that have had their careers gone down the toilet because of things right said. right but the thing is it's like i don't want to be judged because of the pictures that i'm posting on facebook that i want to share with the people who know me the people who know me aren't judging me so why should some stranger do so yeah mm-hmm. so that's why i try to keep some of my social media separate now with the podcast it's getting a little intermingled it's blurring that line yeah it is blurring that line but i'm still doing my best to try to keep my facebook private Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't accept from requests from people I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Instagram, I only joined it because when I was shooting a movie, all of my interns were on Instagram and they were taking tons of photos yeah. and I knew I wasn't going to be able to take photos. I was too busy running the set. So I joined Instagram so I could see the photos they were posting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, fo- so Instagram is a little more work related. So, yeah. but um, and I put all of my behind the scenes photos from film on my Tumblr page. That mm-hmm. is supposed, you know, more of just my professional posts. Yep. Um, and I use Twitter for promotion pretty much, you know, almost exclusively. Facebook is really the one I'm trying to hold on to is for personal, mm-hmm. for for family, for friends, and for reconnecting. Yeah. I want to say one thing. L.A. It seems to be the kind of like the gravitational point where a lot of people, you know. For sure. Yes. It's, you know, some of these big cities, there really are, there's a lot less locals and a lot more transplants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think if either you or I had stayed in Stockton together or lived in L.A., um, I don't know, it would have been as easy to reconnect. We may say, hey, what's up on Facebook? Right. You know, it's a lot easier to like, I live just this town over. You know, you know, exactly. So I go back to Stockton every once in a while because one of my other best friends, Frankie, lives there. But even though I know like half of Stockton, uh, I only see like two people from Stockton when I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, same. You yeah. Know. See, I'm trying to go back to see my mom. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's maybe one or two friends, if that. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I actually wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, when I was doing research, I found an article from Cosmopolitan. I mean, side note, I never read Cosmopolitan. All my friends did. I, I was never did. I was a subscriber did. to it for years. Yeah. I, I was more 17, but that was for a period when I was at that age. But they did an article back in 2016 where they had some stories of real people that revealed what happened when they tried to reconnect with the one that got away. Some are good and some are bad. So it'll be... You know, this is a different angle. Now we're getting into uh, the relationships (laughs) that got away. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it'll be good or bad. Just depends. All right. They realized they didn't care as much as they thought they did. When a guy saw his ex, all the romantic nostalgia that they had had worn off. 
We loved the memories of each other, but we were not what the other person thought anymore. And that was okay. Yeah, we romanticized the past. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's sometimes when we meet him again, we're just like, ooh, why was I romanticizing this? But why, was I, why was I attracted to this person? <laughs> sometimes you'll never know. It was surprisingly uncomfortable. A guy <laughs> ran into his high school sweetheart that left him for another guy at a bar. The two met for coffee. Though not knowing who had changed, he was able to just put that shit away for good. She was no longer my great white buffalo. <laughs> I would yes. say great white whale, but okay, <laughs> buffalo. It must have been like some um, sort of pet name for each so other. <laughs> that guy I mentioned that I was dating freshman year high school that went to the same school as Eric. When I was living in Stockton for a brief period between UC Santa Cruz and moving to Massachusetts, I was working at GameStop. Mm-hmm. He came into GameStop one day. And I see him on the other side of the store and I just like, I tried to say hi to him. Like it took three times for me to say, to like speak his name loud enough for anybody to hear me because I was just like weird and shaking because I hadn't seen him in forever and I was still hurt and and it was like very, very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They reconnected and became inseparable. Exes before college saw each other in town and they met for coffee. He says, I hit her up for coffee and it was like no time had passed at all. We will be celebrating two years in a few weeks. Oh, so that's like the movie like sweet version of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They tried to rekindle things but ended up as friends. High school sweethearts after a tumultuous relationship tried to rekindle their relationship but remembered very quickly why it didn't work. Yep, they're exes for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, there are always an ex for a reason. Yeah. Now, if it's just because you guys were at different places in your life, that's where that possibility of actually rekindling can come in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've made the same mistake. Um, when I broke up with the ex-fiance and I moved back to California, I definitely tried to hook up with, like, a whole bunch of my exes. Mm-hmm. And I think I was really just looking for validation. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's also kind of an uh, interesting line when you try to reconnect. You want it to be one way, but even though it can't be, you still value that person where you want it to be like a close relationship or something. So sometimes it's okay to be friends. I've definitely gone Chad through this. Chad and I are never going to be a couple again, but nope. we're good friends. Yep, exactly. There's definitely some um, crushes that I had that, I, that was close to relationship that will it'll never happen, but we're still friends mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. Right. <laughs> they had feelings, but just had to let them go. A guy saw a girl at an event, and while he still had feelings for her, he was just happy to see she was doing well. So that's like the romantic kind of like chasing Amy when Ben Affleck has to let go of, you know, the girl that he is in love with that's actually a lesbian despite yeah. their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that movie is way too complicated to get into here. If you haven't seen it, though, I definitely recommend it. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. They got into a fight. A girl called her ex after she married a man she only met two weeks prior to get his advice on the situation. He had said that she was nuts, and she didn't like that. And he said he was, quote-unquote, immediately relieved of my feelings of longing. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, okay, you're out of the picture. I don't need you anymore. They got married. Two people met for coffee ten years after they broke up. Now they've been together for five. Married for two. 
and have a baby together. Aww. Again, one of like the movie endings that you would hope would come across in real life. But right. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, just, yeah, when does that actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> just like a handful. That's a handful. Mm-hmm. They kissed and it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> a girl ran into an ex who had gotten away from her. And he kissed her, even though he already was taken. She says, I slapped him on instinct and never spoke to him again. Good choice. (laughs) Very good choice, yes. No matter how yummy he might have been back in the day, it's just like, no. The behavior's not yummy. Exactly. No, it's not. This one made me laugh. They still hated each other. A guy saw next who dumped in three years prior at a bar where he got a job at. She pulled up a stool and said she had married plus gotten pregnant less than a year after she left him. When asking why she did, she said she didn't know and wouldn't explain. He then said, she seemed amused at the fact that I had spiraled down out of control. It was the most infuriating and audacious thing I have ever seen. Class A bitch right there. (laughs) I'm glad she's out of your life. Comment on that one. Oh, no. Similar story. Oh, boy. So the guy I was dating my senior year of high school... We broke up when I was going to college because he said UC Santa Cruz was too far. It was Mm -hmm. like two hours. But he says it's too far, right? Mm -hmm. I was devastated. Mm -hmm. Devastated. Um, At that time, I worked Rocky Horror Picture Show every Saturday night. He shows up at Rocky Horror with his new girlfriend who goes to UC Santa Cruz. (laughs) And with one of his friends, well, his best friend, and calls me and asks if I can get them in because his friend forgot his ID. So ah. calls me for a favor when ah. he's showing up with, yeah. Ah. Uh, I was so upset. Um, I didn't think they, I told him no. And, and I didn't think that they were going to get in. So um, I proceeded to get really drunk. And um, I go back in to work the second half of the show because mm-hmm. uh, I only worked the second half and in walk him and the girlfriend and they sit right like 10 feet away from me from where I'm doing my job and start making out. <laughs> <sighs> I see the my, anger in your eyes. My boss immediately told me, she's like, either go home or go to the bar next door and I'll come pick you up after the show. She's like, you cannot be in here watching this. Aww, so that's very sweet. His friend, who didn't have his ID, did not get into the show. So he was sitting at the bar. Uh. And that is the guy that ended up, that I ended up being with for five years, who is the ex-fiance we refer to. Oh, interesting. So it was a terrible night, leading to a terrible five years. Um, oh no. The choices that we make when we are broken hearted and looking for validation. Okay. Yes. I am. I feel like after this episode is done, I need to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I know I hug you a lot, but oh my gosh. I got a checkered past girl. Yep. Um, and more ways than one, but so do I in probably different aspects. Let's be honest. We all do. And then this one was really, really sweet. They ended up working together again and fell in love again. A relationship had ended once two uh, soldiers had come back from deployment on the force and they had to go their separate ways. Three years later, they reunited through a second tour. A couple months in, the guy says, I decided to finally tell her how I felt. 
two and a half years later, and we're still sharing the same bed. Oh, that's very again, nice. Very, very sweet. Very, very sweet. So, yeah, reconnecting the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And that was mainly just relationships with other people, with like family and friends that probably would be other like different stories, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, exactly. we've, we've told a lot of stories here today, but we're interested in knowing Eric mm-hmm. with the way that the social media landscape has changed in the last two decades. Mm-hmm. Now that you have a daughter of your own, mm-hmm. do you have advice for her of how to create lasting friendships and relationships? Well, if you allow me to uh, go out of control and just my own thoughts and feelings on that, I don't know how much it's about reconnecting, but um, I've heard of these horror stories, you know, from kids in high school who off themselves or whatever devastating thing because, you know, they've taken school bullying and they've, you know, pumped it up to 300%. Yeah, especially with cyberbullying. Yeah. Because cyberbullying is all psychological and it's Mm -hmm. almost easier to deal with physical bullying. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Than it is with psychological bullying. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. if, you you know, you can, you can, you know, punch a kid and get suspended for a week is easier to deal with than, you know, having all this humiliating stuff posted on your Facebook and everyone's tagged and all this stuff. So um, that's sort of a fear I have going into fatherhood, especially with a daughter. You know, mm-hmm. um, women, um, I'm going to be in good assumption here, being very self-conscious and, you know, it's it's really hard to present yourself well. And, and, you, know. Women, mm-hmm. and you know, girls are cruel, mm-hmm. especially yes. in junior high. Girls oh. are cruel. I, I, see, yes. I see movies like Mean Girls. I'm like, that can't be real. That it's can't totally be, it is cannot real. It cannot be that It's obsessive. totally real. I have experienced... All types of bullying. I've been oh, yeah. bullied by boys. I've been bullied by girls. I've been yeah. cyber bullied. I've been bullied by people who I thought were my friends. I've been bullied by strangers. I have been through the gauntlet and it was, middle school was the worst, especially when I was picked on for things for no reason. Then I And also yeah. being very self-conscious of, even though I wasn't aware of my learning disability, sort yeah. of being like in the middle where people knew me, but you know, not everyone wanted to be my friend. It, mm-hmm. I I understand how that thing is. Yeah, you know, it just was not, not a good time. There's a comedian who does this bit about the difference between boys and girls. That's, it's a great bit. And it's so true. He's like, boys will do damage to your house that you can measure in dollars. Mm-hmm. Girls do damage to your soul. Mm-hmm. He's like, my one daughter broke her toy and she begged me to take her sister's toy and break it so it would be fair. He's what like, and hell? I did it. <laughs> 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 that is the perfect example of that difference. And now with cyberbullying, that gives them a whole new venue mm-hmm. with which to do all of this psychological mind games. Yeah, no, even after, I, I, I don't mean to keep going back to the said friend, but after we had separated there were mutual friends that we had that i would comment and post and then she would follow up with her own mean commenter post Hmm. and it'd be there on their social media platform Mm -hmm. public for everybody to see Hmm. and it's not that's the hardest thing is when you have to block people like yeah social media you shouldn't have to do that why do people need to act like that it's Mm -hmm. unnecessary yeah 
I feel this, you don't like somebody, fine. Don't talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like one of the things regarding with the new technology with the internet and social media is that there is this invisible wall that people think it they can, can block behind. them, they can hide behind, and that nobody can touch them. Yeah. And that it gives them the right or the privilege, shall we say, to say what is on their mind when they don't realize how easily they're traces can be tracked of who they are where they are and they can be tracked down they just think it's like sort of like being like a monarchy in a way of like i am the queen of this i am the king of this right. i can say whatever the hell i want nobody can touch I mean, me even though i don't want to be judged on what i post on social media i'm yeah. also not posting anything that is negative towards somebody else yeah because mm-hmm. i don't need to make a negative thought that goes through my brain or an attitude or a reaction that I have to something, it does not need to have a permanent place. And once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Mm -hmm. To further answer your question, um, I think I would try to approach it the old school way. I would say, you know, use social media as a a last, very, you know, a light touch of social media. Go out there, um, you know, make friends the old school way, you know, um, Say hey, I'm, you know, let's go out, let's hang out, let's, you know, um, what do you like to do? What are your interests? And just, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think though that kids today are that much different from us. They just have more toys to play with. You yeah. know, I think in the end of the day, you know, there's kids are kids. Kids are kids. And yeah. I, I, I mean, as long as I, you know, I hope to steer her in the right direction the best I can, and. You know, that's all we can hope for. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I liked how you said that kid that the kids as where we the kids that we were and the kids that we see now they're the same. It's just more mm-hmm. toys to play with, and mm-hmm. with that more freedom of what you can interact with can it's kind true. of lead to other lessons that you might learn sooner rather than later. So mm-hmm. it could it yeah. could be a good thing, but I mean, again, just step by step, the old fashioned way doesn't always it never it never hurts to kind of go down that route and. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I think it's it's harder to make a true connection to people via the internet. Mm-hmm. Like the connections really start in person. Yeah. The internet I, is something we can use to keep those connections alive. Exactly. exactly. I agree. I feel definitely, especially the last few weeks or so, um, even though there, there have been people that I've met that we have later like gotten like closer through like Instagram or that kind of thing. But with hanging out in person, I feel closer to them and I feel like I know them more of who they are because we have actual real life interactions rather than just through comments yeah. and messages. And I'm very grateful for it. Like I'm, I use social media to keep in touch with my friends that are all over the place. But the ones that I'm actually closest with, I interact with less on social media mm-hmm. because I don't need that to know that they care for me. I don't need that to know that I still have a place in their life. It can all wait until I see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I talked about the fact that we're putting together a family reunion all via Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, have you been able to connect with more of your family using Facebook or other social media? Um, my first cousin, um, the one you saw at the... Oh, yeah. I met her. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, her and I have never really been that terribly close. Um it was, you know, sort of like go to family events, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever. And it's like, hey, hey, what's up? You know, so um, she was she got married uh, last year and um, it was sort of an opportunity for us to kind of come back together and catch up and all that kind of stuff. Um, also, on my dad's side of the family, the most of them were on the East Coast and 
social media has been able for me to help connect with a lot of them. Um, yeah, I didn't even know if you had any contact with your dad's side of the family. Yeah, no, no, because yeah, all you only knew it was my one hundred percent was my mom's side. Yeah, yeah, my dad's from Jersey, and my mom grew up in the Bay Area, so. Um, you know, they met, separated again, and I spent my whole life growing up with just my mom and her family. So I met my dad's family a couple times in Jersey. Then a lot of them moved to Chicago. I'm rambling. But um, <laughs> he hates it when I say this, but my half-brother, um, brother, whatever, he connected with me on Facebook. And it was like, oh, my God, Damien, how you doing? And so, yeah. And I got to find out he's, he's still, he's just had a kid, too, himself. And he's already a grandfather. That whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Dog's a player. <laughs> <laughs> How about wow. you, Chelsea? Have you connected with family via you know, via Facebook that you wouldn't have normally connected with? Um you might you might laugh at this. Um so recently, the last time that we all hung my big chunk of my family, which is more my dad's side, we all went to Palm Springs for Christmas. Right. So I got to reconnect a lot more with uh, my two cousins from my aunt and then her husband and then a grandpapa. So that actually we now have this text stream called Palm Springs or Bust. Mm. And oh, I, cute. And I kid you not, at least once a day, there will be at least 15 messages that go through. And I just get buzz, buzz, buzz of every like picture sent, every message talked about. Yeah. So it's so it's a way, even though I don't maybe respond to it as often as they do, but it's just there's it's always gonna be there. And it's always funny to see what people are gonna say, what they're going to talk about. For and it's sure. very hilarious. I've actually had my grandmother told me, you should consider this for a film. There's a lot of funny stuff that goes on here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Grim, for considering my film career. I will keep it in mind. <laughs> well speaking of film, mm-hmm. uh I'm gonna play Amy Networker. Okay. Uh Eric is writing a script for film. Chelsea is a screenwriter. Mm. Ah. Ta-da! Connect. Ta-da! Hi! Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to joke that, you know, walk around L.A., everyone has a script in their back pocket. That's true. Agreed. That's true. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. still think it's great for, mm-hmm. you know, other writers to connect with each other because mm-hmm. then you can help each other develop or you can bounce ideas off of each other. When we were at your daughter's birthday, you were bouncing ideas off of me. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea does this. We, she and I do this on a weekly basis. We do. Um, <laughs> Eric, for our next section, it's mm-hmm. going to be a little fun. It's going to be called Hashtag Hunt. So basic premise. Okay. Amy has gone through Twitter, Facebook, all the social media platforms, has taken the hashtag for today's episode, put it on there in the search bar and see what pops up. And Mm. we'll share some of the funny, some of the sad, some of the happy, the roller coaster of emotions for posts, you know, that you think will benefit for this episode. All right. This week (laughs) on Hashtag Hunt, it's Hashtag Reconnecting. On Wednesday, I met my kindergarten and first grade teacher. It was my first time seeing her in 21 years. She was formative in making me the confident person I am today. It was so wonderful to see her. Hashtag reconnecting. Oh, man. So like three years ago, I think, um, my mom and I flew to the East Coast for my friend's wedding. And then we went and stayed with my brother up in New Hampshire where he was living. And he's living like a couple blocks from my grade school in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. So mom and I took a walk down there. 
And there was only one teacher who's still the same. Mm-hmm. And we went and we found her. <laughs> yeah. And it had been 20 years since wow. she had seen either of us. Wow. And um, it was definitely a great moment. The look of shock on her face. And she goes, <laughs> and, you know, back and forth like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was a great moment to be able just to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. One of my uh, favorite teachers from high school, my English teacher, she has actually now moved to California. She's not in Los Angeles, but she has moved to California. So now that she's closer, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can go see her. I can go talk to her. She's close by. How did this happen? <laughs> and, but she was one of my favorite uh, teachers I had. I had her both for freshman English and senior English. Mm-hmm. So I had her for both. She was a great soul. That is one thing I tend to do anytime I'm back in Stockton is I drop by my old high school uh, oh. right at the end of the day and I make the rounds. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's weird when you see how much taller you are as compared to when you're little. Like mm-hmm. I remember going through kindergarten being like this little munchkin of a kid and then being so much taller. And it's just like, what happened? Did I, did I grow? Did it get smaller? What the heck's happening here? I'm friends with my kindergarten teacher and my first grade teacher on Facebook. And um, they definitely comment all the time. And my first grade teacher especially will make comments about um, how excited she is for the things that I'm doing and, you know, and where I've come to from where I was as a child. It's Mm -hmm. really sweet. That's That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Reconnecting with long lost relative or friend can be tricky, but it's worth it to start a conversation. Yes. Definitely agree with that. The power of social media is amazing. Recently got in touch with one of my former social workers who asked me to be her bridesmaid when I was just 16. We plan to catch up again soon after 12 years apart. Wow. Mm. That's nice. Just decided to, I must stop saying let's meet up and never get around to it. One person <laughs> a month is the goal. That's that's a good goal, actually. Too. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it is. You know, don't just say we should hang out. And I, I do this actually pretty regularly when people say, hey, let's get coffee. I said, I pull out my phone. I'm like, let's pick a date mm-hmm. because otherwise it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right after this, I'm actually going to message a girl that I go boxing with that we've seen each other a lot because she asked me yesterday if I wanted to go see the Pokemon Pikachu movie, the Detective Pikachu movie when it comes out on May 10th. So I'm going to message her and we're going to schedule a, a date for that. So it should be fun. Hoping the Twitter universe can help me reconnect with this old friend. We met in London a decade ago. His name is Fabian and he's German. We were using temporary travel phones that summer, so never got each other's real contact info. Repost, please. Oh, I love how she's like, is it a he or she? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, whoever that person is putting out the bats. Yeah, they put it out in the universe. (laughs) And so hopefully karma will have brought these two people back together in whatever relationship. That's good for them love twitter came across a great blog by at that boy can teach turns out to be written by a university friend i hadn't seen in 10 years Mm. (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome reconnecting with friends who you haven't talked to in a while feels so good i didn't realize how much i missed them until we started talking like nothing had changed yep yep shout out shout out to charlotte (laughs) love you charlotte i hesitate i've changed since we talked last I wonder if you would still like the girl I was or if you would see this new me and walk away. Should I try and recall what she was like, what she liked, who she was, or should I talk and hope you don't notice? Will you notice? Will you care for this new me, this stronger and braver braver version of me? 
Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that brings up that fear and anxiety of, you know, will people still like us even though we've changed? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's very battle within self. All right. Friend. Oh, my God. We wouldn't have worked out at all. Me. Oh, my God's No fucking kidding. When I reconnect with people, I tend to get drunk and have TMI moments. <laughs> Why is it so hard to get back in touch with someone you care about? What am I afraid of? My hair has been cut, dyed, bleached by sun. I no longer smell of cinnamon. Would you recognize my lips without their magenta stain and eyes now lined? My stretch marks in the place of stretch jeans? What if you warm my heart just like before? What happens if we don't have to be apart anymore. Fear of change. Mm-hmm. Very poetic. It's a poem by Ashley Robles. Oh, it's oh. beautiful. My dude said he hasn't found anyone to fill the void I left. Hashtag, is it weird that that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me? Oh. That's a long hashtag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very long. <laughs> but still, goodness gracious. So one of my favorite things about the SCA is reconnecting with a girl I used to eat lunch with in 10th grade. I legit never thought I would see her again. I thought her life was going to be awful because of the guy she was dating. But she is in so good a place and she has grown so much. I am seriously hoping that we become best friends. Like, I know it's weird, but for real. Nothing wrong with that. It's not weird. It's what everybody shares within themselves. Me. I haven't talked to multiple people in forever. Dear God, I should message them. Message them. Also, me. They probably hate me. Oh my God, I'm a horrible friend. Oh yeah, me. That's me. <laughs> and that's all for hashtag Heinz. <laughs> so moral of the story is, is that no matter how scared or anxious you are about reconnecting with people, just send the message. You won't know until you take that leap of faith. Yeah. And if you don't know how to send a message, put up a bat signal. So at the end of the show, we often ask our guests if they have something they would like to challenge us to yes. do um, in the theme of whatever the episode is. Mm-hmm. Oh. So do you have a reconnection challenge for us? Um, reconnection challenge. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, well, the thing is, Amy, you're really good at reconnecting. So it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it'll it's, be easy for her. <laughs> yeah, you say, I don't agree. Well, take heart. I'm super busy, so it might not be that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I challenge you guys to find one friend on social media that you haven't seen in a long time, lives in LA, and meet up with them for lunch. Or okay. coffee, or you know. I can totally take that challenge. I know there's a lot of people that have transplanted here that yeah. I'm aware are here. And we have not even attempted to get together. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I have a good chunk of friends that live out at the East Coast, but also that have some that have moved here, but we have not talked in a long time. So I guess I'm a little bit, um, but also I don't know if they are, I don't know if they are in LA or if they're elsewhere. So I'll have to just figure that out. That's what Facebook's good for. (laughs) Nico's just like sending like, send the message away. Ask and you shall receive maybe. Challenge accepted. Challenge mm. accepted. Eric, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank, thank you for having you. me. It was great to be able to um, introduce my podcasting team to another one of my friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, from a different circle. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> bring you into the fold and help you network as well. Yes, there you go. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you again, Eric, for coming on. Yeah, thank you thank for having you, me. Eric. Yeah. Thank you once again, everybody. I am Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Corral. And this has been Hashtag Hashtag Life Goals. Goals. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.